0: most people who talk about narcissistic abuse suggest that you should leave the narcissist immediately once you know what you're dealing with once you recognize the reality of your relationship with them be it a parent or a partner you should go no contact but unfortunately no one truly talks about post separation abuse no one talks about the hell that this narcissist puts you through no one talks about the stalking. No one talks about the legal battles. No one talks about the guilt trips, hoovering and how they try everything in their capacity to keep you in the trap. Let's talk about this aspect in today's episode and let's begin with a small video clip. If you think divorce is the end of the narcissistic relationship, you are wrong because it gets worse from that point onwards. Let me explain how. Divorce means many things in this context. Divorce means unmasking of the narcissist. Divorce means biggest narcissistic injury ever. Divorce could also mean exposure of the narcissist. If all of this happens in combination, what could you expect from a narcissist? If they abused you without all of this happening throughout the relationship, what are they going to do from now on? In truth and reality, they become worse. Which is why post-narcissistic abuse or post-divorce narcissistic abuse is a real thing. They try to defeat you in the court. They try to take away everything in whatever way they can. They try to alienate you from your children. They try to smear campaign and destroy your reputation. They try to isolate you further because they can't control you directly anymore. Contrary to the most popular belief, narcissistic abuse gets worse. 10 times, 100 times worse after separation. People say, well, leaving is the key, but leaving doesn't always set you free, unfortunately. Which is not to say that you should stay because leaving or staying doesn't make a difference. It does. There is a lot of difference. Leaving is, all, is always the solution. But the thing is, recognizing and validating the difficulties a survivor faces after leaving is equally important as emphasizing leaving is so talking about these difficulties you have to imagine the household or the family of the narcissist as the manifestation or expression of the fantasy land of the narcissist the different members of this family unit perform different roles and all these roles have this one collective function and that is to enable the narcissist's ego. The narcissist heavily relies on the supply he gets from the control he has over this family unit. Or whatever it looks like in your case. Once this family unit is broken, let's say you file for divorce, you take your children with yourself and they do not have the same control they used to have in the past, they lose it. They go crazy. Why? because this is the biggest form of injury to them the absolute loss of control the narcissist is left on their own alone and it's almost like they start squirming it agitates them it makes them feel deeply anxious and that anxiety is naturally converted to rage as is every emotion in a narcissist every single thing they feel discovered by rage and that rage gets translated into post-separation abuse they try everything in their capacity to put you through hell because they are punitive they're envious they are jealous be it a parent or a partner it doesn't matter massive smear campaigns are run against you people are involved in situations to triangulate you to prove you are the crazy one and then here there goes the the other chapter of legal abuse massive and major legal abuse and unfortunate is the truth that our legal systems are not equipped with the understanding of narcissistic abuse or how emotional abuse actually works. In most cases, narcissists are clever enough not to put their hands on you. And in court systems, only physical abuse is recognized. That being the case, most of the abuse goes unrecognized and you are abused further. Through the court system while the narcissist enjoys all the liberty equal custody takes most of the money and you have to fight for pennies another struggle that many survivors deal with is the stalking and the hoovering of the narcissist let's say there are no children but still the narcissist manages or tries to manage the relationship through hoovering and stalking even narcissistic parents do that with their estranged children They send relatives, use flying monkeys to get them back. They find a channel of contact to guilt trip the child to elicit some kind of obligation, a sense of obligation, or to trigger some kind of fear, some kind of loss that would make the child to break no contact and get back with the narcissistic parent. The difficulties are extreme. I have been personally through this, so I know how... Extreme it gets sometimes, and you need a lot of patience and so much support to just stay on the path. Because one wrong step and all the progress you have made would come crumbling down, would be destroyed like that. They do not care. And they have this predatory sixth sense to know when you have made progress enough for them to come in and and to destroy it. They can't see you moving on that is their failure that is their defeat their jealousy and animosity do not want you to just become your own person they do not want to see you blooming and blossoming that is their failure and these are the things that drive them to further drive you crazy let's focus on legal abuse post separation a little bit more by watching this small video clip Think about this for a moment. How effective can a legal contract be when a narcissist considers themselves above the law? They defy all negotiations and agreements, leaving your only choice to keep running to the court again and again. But the court system doesn't always help. Why? Because the legal system, unfortunately, is ill prepared to recognize and deal with the abusive aspects of narcissistic separations. The courts inadvertently amplify and reinforce this destructive dynamic. It's not merely about the narcissist seeking victory, no, it's about their unwillingness to let go. They thrive when engaged in conflict or when controlling a narrative. Those attempting to move on, heal and regain control of their lives face many obstacles. Unfortunately, the notion that everything is settled upon signing uh, the divorce papers is far, far from the truth for many of us narcissistic abuse survivors. That's it. Leaving doesn't always set you free, as I said earlier. The legal battles that many survivors of narcissistic abuse go through end up causing more damage than the actual narcissistic relationship. Because think about this hundreds and thousands of dollars in legal fees, and then back and forth between their lawyers, your lawyers, your lawyers, and you. Forensic analysis, psychological analysis, if that ever happens. Proving your argument, containing your reactions, motion after motion, mediation after mediation. All these things are extremely draining. And let me tell you this, the narcissist intentionally and quite knowingly uses the system against you to drain you of all the money, to drain you of your emotional resources and to turn your children against you there is something called parental alienation maybe this is for another episode but the narcissist also uses that against you for these very reasons you have to micro plan everything before taking the step of leaving in fact when it comes to leaving it's not a single step no it's not you have to understand that it is a process and you have to micro plan everything as i said which just means you have to think ahead of the narcissist you have to be two steps ahead of them so that you can predict what they are going to do and you have your response prepared you have to cover all your corners you have to mitigate the risk you have to know what your risk is you have to do the risk analysis i mean you have to be very strategic which requires a lot of emotional regulation i would say leaving is a process that sometimes takes months and rightfully so it sometimes takes even years i have worked with people who are in the process of leaving and we have worked for a year and a half let's say in in some cases just to plan every single thing that could happen that would happen and then how that would be covered leaving is a complex thing it can set fire to everything it can just make it a 100 times worse if done abruptly if done out of impulsivity you have to plan everything before you trigger the alarm that is what i have to say for today and before we end today's episode let's watch this small clip which will sum it all for you In some cases, Narcissists never move on or move forward. They are addicted to supply. Their obsession with abusing you knows no bounds. Once you leave them, you have to brace yourself for their relentless attempts to weasel back into your life with one goal in mind, to harass, demoralize, punish and hurt you at every single turn. Here are some of the ways post-separation narcissistic abuse works divorce and custody battles are difficult but with a narcissist everything is extreme and very complicated they overwhelm you through the legal system leaving you feeling like a hurricane has hit you they also use their children as a tool to make you feel insignificant. They manipulate and lie to their children, triangulate siblings and demand loyalty. They also stalk you, hack into your emails and devices and install tracers. They use social media to portray themselves as victims to cause further pain. Communication is also used to wear you down through aggressive texts, harassing voicemails and insulting 3,000 000- so, towards the end, what I was saying was they harass you through 3000 word long emails. Basically, what I meant was they just go on rambling, pestering you, trying to bring you down through these illogical passages and make no sense, are filled with belittling, shaming, guilt tripping covertly putting you down and abusing you. The key to dealing with this stuff is to just one, plan ahead of time, know exactly what you're dealing with and what they will do and what your response would be, who is in your team and how they would help you to corner the beast. Two, you need to build emotional resilience. You have to know how to regulate your emotions and your nervous system so that you can contain yourself and use their reactions against them. That was it for today's episode. I hope you found it insightful. If you did, let me know in the comments. I'll talk with you in the next one. Until then, let the healing begin and continue.